Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can just take a time now to dig into your word. And we pray that you'd speak into our hearts. We are not here for every, any person's opinion, Lord. We are here to meet with you, Lord. And, and we ask that you would speak words of life into our hearts, that you would transform us to the image of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, so uh, we, two weeks ago we chatted about you know, how we, we're stepping out. And I'm going to be very brief, okay? I know mostly... For us to say that um, people don't believe them, but I want to do my best. And um, so, last time we spoke about, as we're stepping into the love of God and into the purposes of God, we're also stepping out of a lot of things. We're stepping out of um, fears, we're stepping out of us being in control, and we're stepping into what God has prepared for us. And uh, last couple of weeks is a scripture that is just continually been coming up um, from various sources. And, and last week, Pastor Heinrich, our national leader, he also brought it up. So I thought, Jocha, clearly there's something the Lord is saying. So I just wanted to, us to look at that scripture just very briefly. And um, I'll lift, mention one or two things. Let's read from Mark chapter 4, from, from verse 35. <coughs> and uh, just before this, uh, the the ministry, Jesus' ministry is taking off now. Lots of people are following him. Crowds are gathering to listen to him. So um, things are gaining momentum. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling, but he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, we see um, where you know, the disciples are following Christ. They're starting to be part of the ministry that's happening. They're seeing the success of the ministry. People's lives transformed. People being healed. The crowds following. And... Uh, but this day, he said something. He says, let's prepare a boat and let's go across to the other side. And just a bit of context. For them, this was not a, necessarily a great thing to be excited about. The other side where they were going was where the seven nations of the Canaanites settled. So those were, that was the unclean side. That was where the pig eaters stayed. All right? So this is, not, this is where the guys that eat the pork, they stayed on that side and the... 
Um, so this was not comfortable for them, and they probably weren't so keen. Um, but Jesus says, let's go to the other side. Um, and I just want to point out a few things about this scenario, and I really feel the Lord wants to just breathe on our hearts. And um, so for them to step out of what they felt comfortable with, Jesus said, let's go across the lake. So they could have gone around, which was probably the longer, you know, more time-consuming, but maybe a bit safer. But he chose specifically to, to let them cross um, on, the, on the boat. So in, in our following Christ, we, we have a choice, right? We have a choice, firstly, to follow him, but we also have a choice when he says, listen, I want us to go across. I want us to get into the boat. We have a choice to get into the boat or not. Um, and, uh, but what we do not have a choice about is once we're in the boat, we don't have a choice about the pace. We don't have a choice about the weather. We don't get to choose when the storms come, right? We don't get to choose the destination. So that's where, as we said last time, that's where it gets difficult sometimes for us because we're not in control. Amen? And that's tough when, when you like to be, you know, you like to know what's going on and what's coming because now Jesus is in charge. But there's a problem. Jesus is in charge, but he's asleep, right? <laughs> he's, not, he's not paying attention, it seems, you know? So, um, so you see, this, and this is typical, you know, we've, we've stepped into the boat with Christ, we're on our way across, we're following in obedience, but now things go differently than we hoped for, okay? And, and just imagine for a moment, th- these were mostly fishermen, a lot of these guys were professional fishermen, so surely they've seen some weather on, on the water before. So this must have been a significant storm, if they're panicking to such an extent that they're thinking, we're going to die now, this is it. This is the end. So, um, and often we find ourselves in that place where we have walked in obedience, but now we're not in control. Now we're on this boat with Jesus. We don't know how fast we're going to go. We don't know where we're going to end up. And now there's this storm coming. Can you imagine? And th- this is the second part. We, we step into it, and sometimes we're in a boat with others, right? So maybe it's your small group or us as a congregation, a good picture, your family, and inevitably, when a situation like this arises, then I can just imagine them saying, who was supposed to look out for the weather? Who, you know, it's only to blame. Who, who didn't spot the storm coming? What, shouldn't we have taken another route? Blaming each other, panicking, you know, stuff's going on. Um, uh, you know... The one said, no, you should have watched the weather, or you should have checked this, or you should, we should have taken a different route. And we start panicking because things are getting out of hand. Jesus clearly forgotten about us. He's asleep. Uh, in the middle of a, of a storm like this, often it feels like Jesus is not paying attention. Are you with me? Maybe he's not hearing my prayers. Maybe he's not paying attention. Maybe he's forgotten about me. In the middle of a tense situation like that, it feel, we feel, okay, God's, why doesn't he care that we are per- busy perishing right now? Just as they were saying, well, Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? Um, so there's a few things that get revealed in a storm like this. Firstly, it, the condition of our hearts gets revealed. What's, where's my heart at 
in the way I trust God? Where's my heart at in the way I, I'm able to, to work with those that God has put around me? Amen? Am I going to blame everybody? Am I going to pray harder or am I going to blame somebody? Where, and and, it, and our hearts are, what's in our hearts gets revealed in the middle of a storm. That type of thing isn't revealed on the side when it's chilled and everybody is having a picnic. And If you think of the picture of the, uh, the good shepherd, the, when we're next to the quiet waters and the green pastures, that's not when the stuff in our hearts gets revealed. It's when we're in the middle of the storm, right? So the problem is we see that as negative. God doesn't see that as negative. He, he's, he wants some of that stuff to come out. Amen? So stuff in our hearts is real. What, what else is revealed is we get a fresh revelation of who Christ is in the middle of the storm. The revelation that we get of who Christ is in the storm is very different from the Christ that we know next to the green pastures and the still waters. And we need that revelation. Are you with me? Our faith is tested in the storm. And it's in the storm that, that our, we get a revelation of who this is that commands the wind and the waves. Who is this almighty God that is able to command the circumstances around us, who is able to speak to the weather? Amen. But if we remain at the place Along the, if we, we choose not to step out into God's purpose, we choose to stay where it's safe and where it's comfortable, where it's convenient, and where I'm in my comfort zone and I'm I'm not reaching out or I'm not strength and I'm not you know my faith is not being tested. Often in that space, we don't know the Christ that commands the weather. Are you with me? Because He is revealed in the middle of the storm. The shepherd that protects us in the dark valleys, we don't know that shepherd until we are in the dark valley. And I just started preparing, I felt that some here are maybe in the middle of the storm. And you think, I'm going to die. I'm not going to make this one. But it's exactly in this space we are now, where the power of Christ can be revealed in your life. Amen. But it takes humility. It takes humility to say, Lord, I'm, I'm, without you, I'm not going to make it through this one. Amen. If that's you, if you find yourself in that storm or in that dark valley, I want to challenge you this morning. Whether you think of yourself as a believer or whether you're close to God or feel far from Him, to open your heart and to call on Him. Because he is the one that commands the winds and the waves. He is the one that speaks to the storms. He is the one that's with us in the darkest valley, but also next to the quiet waters. Are you with me? Amen. But it's up to you to open your heart. Okay. So, for us in the storm, it feels like we're going to die. It feels like this is the end. I've no control. Stuff is happening that I didn't plan for. Um, things are falling apart at the seams. You know? 
and, and we panic often. From Je- that's from our perspective. From Jesus' perspective, the storm is necessary to get us where he wants us to be. From our perspective, it's, this is never going to make it, okay? For Jesus' perspective, it's I'm in charge here. I'm in control. And I'm taking you through the storm because the storm is necessary for what I have prepared for you on the other side. Amen? So that's not, that's not the easy way. And actually, in fact, Jesus he, he guarantees us. He says, in this life, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Yes, they will. He said, it's a given. Like that word song, you know, there's a given. There's, a, there's some givens at the beginning of this. You can see I'm dealing with um, primary school maths at the moment. In any case, there's some givens there at the beginning. <laughs> This is the given. You will have tribulations. You will have trials. You will have difficulty. The storms will come. You do not get to choose the weather. But he says, I have overcome the world. Do not, do not panic. Do not be panicked. Do not uh, be afraid. Okay. Now, just um, what happens is when they get to the other side. So, so they're about to die, right? Then they wake him up and say, Jesus, you don't care about us. And he just rebukes this, the wind and it quiets down immediately. There's this thing that happened when Abby was three. This is, this is not part of the sermon, but I just want to mention it. We read this story, okay? And then that week we went to a birthday party in Wimbledon Park. We were living in Wimbledon in London. And as it is in England... You think it's going to be a wonderful day, and then it rains. Okay, so we were just starting the party, and then we were, Abby and I went to the bathroom. We came out, and it's raining. And she's like, she was upset because now this is the party in the park, you know. And I just came to my head. I said, "But what did Jesus do? You know, we just read this story now this week. What did he do when the when the storm?" And then she looked at me like this, three years old. She looked up, pointed both her fingers at the sky, and she says, "Stop." Guys, I was shocked. The rain stopped immediately. I'm not making this up. I was just as surprised as everybody else. And she just walked on. She was not bothered. She, she read, it, read Jesus did it. Anyways. And then later on when the party was done, the rain could come back. But that was, there was a moment there that, that really blew my mind. Something about the faith of a child. I mean. um, but when they got to the other side... There was something there, which I just want to quickly refer to before we close, that they weren't met with the welcoming committee, come and welcome, come minister in our area. They were met with a, a man who was, he, the scripture says he had a legion of demons. He was bound with chains. He was living among the tombs. This was their uh, welcoming committee, all right? So this was a not comfortable ministry for the disciples. They didn't want to even go there. Now there's this guy, right? And then Jesus, you can just imagine they like, there's nobody here. There's nobody. There's no crowds here. There's no fans, you know. And Jesus says, "No, that's our guy. That's our guy right there. Um, the guy with the demons." And um, so, the, please go and read it. It's so powerful. He comes. He runs. Even though he's got all this demonic stuff, all these demon, demons. 
at him, he is able to choose to bow before Christ. That's the power of our will. Amen. doesn't matter how many demons are after you, you are able to choose. We are able to choose to bow before him. Amen. So he comes and bows, and Jesus commands the demons to go, and they go into the herd of pigs, right? Remember? And they enter the herd of pigs, and the herd of pigs commit mass suicide, and they run into the sea under the demonic influence, and they drown. Now, this is a problem for the local community because they eat pork, right? So this is, affects the economy, and the local guys come down, and now there's negative attention because now they say, please, can you leave? We don't need you in our area. Uh, clearly, this is not having a good effect for us. Um, and Jesus and the disciples are keen because they, they don't want to be in the first boat. Like, they're in the boat already. They're on their way back. I say, thank you very much. You know, we want to go home. <laughs> but, and then the guy who was delivered from all these demons, his life's been changed. He's met with the risen Christ. His life will never be the same, right? And he says, Jesus, can I come with you? And he wants to just, he wants to join the team. And Jesus says, no. You have to stay. And then he says something very interesting. Before that, Jesus, when he does a miracle, something happens. If you, if you go and read, he'll say, he will say, please don't tell anybody. Do not tell anyone this has happened. My time has not yet come. But for this guy, he says, go and tell everybody what has happened. Go and tell everybody you know what's happened to you. Can you see that powerful difference here? And what has happened here is that Jesus has found the key to this region. Even though he can't continue ministering there, they only came back later, well after that, this man went and he told everyone. I believe God is going to give us keys to our city like this. Amen. We're just starting a youth ministry. We're trusting, we're starting again on campus. We are reaching out amongst families. Let's trust God for keys like this. Like this guy. <laughs> not the comfortable one. Not the one that we're looking out for. Not inside our comfort zone at all. Amen? But keys that will impact our city. Keys that will take the gospel into places where we didn't think it can go. And I'm really trusting God for that for this season. I'm trusting God for keys among the youth. For keys in schools. For keys amongst every community that we, that we represent, and even beyond that, beyond to communities that we don't know. I mean, that's part of what we are praying for this month. Okay, so I'm just going to read this uh, from John 20, and then we're done. Um, this is the second time... Um, Oh, this is when Jesus, just after the resurrection, this is the time of crisis for the disciples. They, actually, they didn't yet meet the risen Christ. Many of them, Jesus is dead. This is the end now. They're confused. They're in a crisis. They're in a storm again, right? Verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. He's making them a part of his resurrection. He's saying, this is, this is real. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. So this is a time of crazy crisis. They just thought this is the end of everything they were hoping for. Now Jesus is standing in front of them. They've been through trauma. 
they've just they they need counseling you know they need uh, they need some serious therapy and jesus <laughs> says does something else okay in this time of crisis in this storm he says to them as the father has sent me even so i am sending you and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive my spirit in the midst of the storm, when we feel we need therapy, when we feel I must take out, take five years to recover, Jesus says, I'm sending you. And they're like, what? No therapy? I'm not saying therapy is bad. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't care for ourselves and we shouldn't go for counseling or something. But there's a powerful dynamic where Jesus says, in your going you will receive ministry as well. In your going, I'm going to be ministering to you as well. In your being salt and light, in your going to the other side. It's, it's, it's mission, mission therapy, right? It's enough experiences in my own life. When I'm focusing on what others need in Christ, the Lord teach, tends to sort out what's happening in my own heart, what I need therapy for. Amen? And I believe he is sending us to the other side. So yes, take, don't, don't hide the stuff that you need to deal with, but know that he is faithful. That as we go in obedience, he is going to help us out with that stuff as well. Amen. Let's stand this morning. We're going to close. This morning, um, you know, before we can choose to get into the boat with Jesus, in terms of, you know, we might be following him, we might be relationship, or, but this, this place of stepping into his purpose is where we get into the boat, where we realize, okay, I don't have any control here. Um, I have to trust him. Um, it might, it's not comfortable. It's not convenient. But even before we are able to do that, we need to choose whether we actually want to follow Him as Lord and as King. Before we can experience the, the Good Shepherd, we have to be, become sheep. <laughs> we have to choose to follow Him. Let's close our eyes. I just saw, if, as every eye is closed, if, if you're here this morning and maybe you were following God at some stage, but right now you you are not and you are far from him. You don't even know where the boat is at this point, but right now you know the Father is calling you come to come back. Maybe there's someone that has never been you know that they don't even do this church thing and you're not um, a believer. But this morning, if you feel a conviction in your heart that you want to choose to follow Him, know that He has opened the way for you. He has taken our sin upon Himself through the blood of Jesus. He has paid that price that we couldn't pay. And what, what that, that sin that was separating us from, from God, He took out of the way through the blood of Jesus so that we can come near to Him again. So that we can know a life of purpose. That we, so we can know a life that is intimate with the Father. So that we can choose to get in the boat with Him. If that's you this morning and you need to choose today. You want to choose to follow Him 
as shepherd, to follow him as Lord and King. It would be my privilege to pray with you right now. If you've been close to him in the past, but right now you are far from him, I'd love to pray with you. So as every eye is closed, if that's you this morning, if you just want to raise your hand there where you are, it would be my privilege to pray with you. Is there anybody like that? Is every eye is closed? Let's give you just an opportunity. Thanks so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes, God, we bring our hearts before you this morning. You know, you see every heart, Lord, even those who we, we are not bold enough to raise our hands. You see our hearts, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you meet each one right now where we are at. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for a boldness that we would respond to you. I thank you, Lord, that you renew your spirit within us right now. Even as we bow our hearts before you, Lord, I pray that you'd stir in our hearts a passion for your name again. That you would stir in our hearts a hunger and a thirst for you again. In Jesus' name. Those that feel far off, Lord, that you would stir in our hearts a grace to run to you again, Lord. In Jesus' name. We repent of our sin. We repent, Lord, of allowing stuff to come in between us. We ask that you would forgive us. We confess our sin before you this morning. And we thank you that you wash us clean through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for those that are in the storm right now. Thank you that you are with us, Lord. And yes, you're calling us out of our comfort zone. You're calling us across to go across. But I thank you, God, for your peace right now of every heart that is in the middle of the storm, Lord. That Christ will be revealed in that situation in Jesus' name. That your glory will manifest itself in that situation, God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I pray that you'd stir in our hearts as is the church community, that you'd show us the keys that you have prepared. The men of peace, those that need desperately Jesus, the need Jesus so desperately that are around us, show us the keys to the city, Lord. The keys to different communities, the keys to the youth in our city. Show us the keys to the campus again, Lord, the people that you have prepared. And we ask, Lord, that you do a miracle, that you do miracles in their lives, Lord, we ask that you would send the demons running and that people would run to bow before you, God. Run to come to bow before you again, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash Pretoria.